0: That's investher, H E R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: There's no advantage, there's no benefit to owning real estate in your own name.
0: Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with
1: you. Let's go.
0: A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24Sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24Sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever, and you'll get a twenty percent discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners! Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Randy Hughes. Hi, Randy. Hi, Joe. Randy is joining us from Champaign, Illinois, home of the Fighting Illini. He has been investing in real estate for over 40 years in single family homes has been his primary focus. He's purchased over 200. Some have been fix and flips, um, some through, you know, other means. And, uh, but of those 200, he currently owns about a hundred homes in his personal portfolio. And because of that, he's learned a very interesting technique um, and approach for when you purchase a home and how you do it from a structuring standpoint. And that's what we're going to focus on today, uh, which is land trusts. And he's going to talk about why he uh, thinks so highly of them. Um, so with that being said, Randy, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background about your experience and what you're focused on now?
1: Yes. Um Thanks again, Joe, for inviting me to be on the podcast. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I uh, I started buying houses in college and kind of defaulted to houses. I really wanted to buy apartment buildings initially as I studied business uh, in, in college, but I didn't have enough money to buy an apartment building. So by default, I scraped up a few hundred dollars and, and bought a, a little two-bedroom rental house and started renting it out to my fellow college students. Um and then uh, one, you know, one property built on another, and I kept saving and scrimping and buying another property, and and uh, pretty soon I found myself with about 15 properties, uh, each one titled in my own personal name. Until I woke up one morning and like a bolt of lightning had struck me, and I thought this is really stupid to own real estate in my name, because anybody can trot on down to the courthouse and look up everything I own which makes me a bigger target for a lawsuit and it makes me a target for tenants that may be uh, having problems like not paying their rent and I have to uh, take action against them. I certainly didn't want them um, you know, looking me up in the public records. This was before the Internet. Of course, now it's even easier to look people up. And so the, the, the lesson to be learned here, Joe, is there's no advantage, there's no benefit to owning real estate in your own name. There are only negative reasons. There are no positive reasons to own real estate in your name. Uh, All the tax benefits you get just the same if you use a trust than if you're not using a trust. So uh, there are only negatives, no positives. And and so I finally, uh, after studying for uh, a period of time, looking for ways to hold title to this real estate other than in my name, I discovered the land trust. And I've been using these land trusts for over 35 years in my business uh, and I still use them uh, today um, I put each property into a separate trust so each one is insulated from the other and if you think about that it's it's really logical uh, you know all of our grandparents taught us you don't put all your eggs in one basket and so it's logical that you wouldn't put all your real estate in one entity whether it be a land trust uh, an LLC or a corporation. And speaking of LLCs, let me just get it right out on the table, Joe, so nobody misunderstands me. I like LLCs and corporations. I do not use them, though, to title real estate. I mean, just think about it. You know, you got an LLC that somebody's advised you to form that puts your property in, and you got 10 houses in one LLC, and you have a uh, an uninsured loss occur on one of those properties, and so they sue the trust because the trust owns the property. Or they sue the LLC because the LLC owns the property. And if they win, they've got a judgment lien against the entity. Not just that one property, but all 10 of your properties. So it's just good common sense to put each piece of real estate. doesn't matter if it's a house, an apartment building, raw land, air rights, mineral rights, a contract, a note, a mortgage. Anything that's real estate related can go into a land trust. So it makes sense to put these assets into separate land trusts. Now, part of the problem is if you hire somebody, you you, you can do this two ways. You can hire somebody, an attorney, to prepare a land trust for you if you can find one that understands them, or you can learn how to do it yourself. If you hire somebody to do it, it's going to cost you, depending on what part of the country you're in, $500 to $1,500 per trust. So if you're very active in this real estate investment business, it's going to get expensive fast. If you follow my advice to put each property into a separate trust, that's why it's important that you learn how to do this yourself. Because once you learn how to create your own land trust, you load the forms up on your computer, you can create all the trusts you want to the rest of your life at no expense. That's because it doesn't cost anything to form a land trust. There's no registration fee. There's no uh, registered agent. uh, There's no tax return. You don't get a federal ID number. So it doesn't cost anything, and all you need is some knowledge and some forms, and, and you can create your own land trusts forever and ever and ever. So the you know, cost is, is not an excuse not to use these things. I'd, I'd like to give you at least one, if depending on how much time we have, Joe, one real-life example of how these trusts can benefit people. The one that's most recent in my mind, just three months ago, occurred to me personally. That was a situation where there was a, a, a property that was purchased, myself and another gentleman purchased a a shopping center 30 years ago. And I insisted on putting it into a land trust. About 15 years ago, this gentleman moved out of my town and moved down to Florida and became a, a a, a big wheel down in Florida in the real estate business, made millions of dollars until the crash occurred, and then he lost millions of dollars. And three months ago, I'm looking at the recording sheet that I get telling me, Who's been, who's had a lien or judgment filed against them in my county. And up pops my friend's name. $3.4 million judgment against him from a bank down in Florida. Now he lives in Florida. What's a bank doing up here in Illinois filing a lien against him? Well, they must have figured since he lived here 15 years ago, maybe he still owns some real estate up here. They filed a lien on everything he would own in his name in my county, which means if we hadn't had this shopping center in a trust, Thirty years of work would have gone down the drain for me because if we'd own that property with both our names on the deed, that that lien would attach to my half of the property.
0: And I that that makes a lot of sense. That's a that's a very uh, applicable story for sure. Um, I think the first and foremost, uh, what land trusts do is it limits your liability because you don't put all your eggs in one basket, like you mentioned. Uh, but so do LLCs. Um they also limit your liability I mean that's what they're called limited liability companies um so you've got a land trust and then you've got LLCs um you know I, I own homes in the Dallas Fort Worth area and they are in my name because I have a I have a mortgage on them and uh it will trigger the due on sale clause if I move that into an LLC So how do you structure that or how do you reconcile that with the land trust?
1: Okay. Uh, As I mentioned, I use LLCs and corporations in my business all the time. I just don't use them to hold title to the real estate. I put the real estate into a land trust and then I make the beneficiary of the land trust my LLC. And and what I'm doing is I'm, I'm linking these two entities together to get the best of both worlds. What I mean by that is just because you put your property in a land trust doesn't mean you have no more liability because you do. The liability on property held in a land trust flows through to the beneficiary. And that's why most smart real estate investors will make the beneficiary of their trust an LLC. So what, what I'm teaching people to do is to link the land trust with the LLC or the corporation to get the best of both worlds. And that is a that is a great structure and a great way to uh get the, the best uh privacy and asset protection combination. Now to answer your question, um if you're talking about investment property, which that's what I believe what you're talking about, as opposed to your personal residence, which is a little different, uh yes, technically transferring to a trust would allow the lender to call the loan due. So there are a couple ways to deal with this. One is um those loans that we're talking about are uh, secondary market loans, right? You, you got a loan that qualified under the secondary market guidelines?
0: Yeah, yeah, it depends. It might be with a portfolio lender or it could be sold on the secondary market to yeah. you know, another institution.
1: Yeah. Well, I've, my experience is the portfolio lenders are much more cooperative than the lenders like you know, the big banks, you know, Bank of America and Chase and all those guys that follow the secondary market guidelines. But the, the bottom line to this, Joe, is if, if you transfer title out of your name to a trust, they're, they're never going to know anyway. There's no such thing as deed police. There's nobody checking the records every day at your county courthouse to see if you've transferred title. As long as you keep making your mortgage payments, uh, you're going to be good to go.
0: Doesn't it technically trigger the due on sale clause according to the, the conditions of the agreement?
1: It, well, yes, it could. You, you got If you read the, the due on sale clause... The lender can call the loan due for a lot of reasons, and it's optional. It's their option. So it doesn't mean it triggered. It it just means it would allow them to call the loan due if they wanted to. Uh, For example, it also says in that verbiage uh, they can call the loan due if they deem themselves insecure. Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, that means if you and I are at a cocktail party tonight, Joe – and I, I am talking to you and I say, Joe, you know, I think I'm having some financial difficulties. I may have to declare bankruptcy in the next six months. And my banker overhears that standing behind me. He goes in Monday morning and can call all my loans due because he just deemed himself insecure. So there are several ways to trigger that. But the bottom line is uh, you can go to the lender, d- depending on what lender it is. A portfolio lender, again, will be much more cooperative and just tell him, I want to put my property in a trust. It's to my benefit as well as yours as the lender to do this. And my experience is every time I've done that, the lender has said, fine, go ahead and do it. You know, they're, they're still as secure as they were before. They've got the first mortgage on the property.
0: And really quickly, why is it beneficial for the lender if for you to put in a trust?
1: Because it makes them, it makes them more secure. Uh, if I go out and do something stupid, I run over somebody's dog or I get in a bar fight or whatever it is and I get sued and a judgment lien is put against me and then somebody's coming uh, after the title of that property, uh, it affects the lender uh, negatively just like it does me. So it keeps, it keeps any of the activities of the beneficiary of the trust um, insulated from the title on the trust.
0: So based on what we've talked about, I, I think we've already covered what your best advice ever is, but let me just officially ask it. So what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Don't own real estate in your own personal name, and don't put your real est- more than one piece of real estate in any one entity. If, if, if you don't like land trust, fine, but don't don't put ten pieces of real estate in one corporation or one LLC because you're asking for trouble. And in, in this business, you know as well as I do, Joe. You know you you have to do some uh, fairly uh, uh, abrasive things as a landlord uh, if somebody's you know, not paying their rent or you have to evict them for some reason. Um, the last thing you want them to do is to look you up and, uh, and track you down to your personal residence. Uh, i give you another real life example. I had a lady call me about six months ago from Florida, a lady landlord. She said, how can I get your home study course, Randy, fast? And I said, what's the hurry? She said, I've got eight rental properties down here in Florida and plus my own personal residence. They're all in my name. And one of my tenants is a man who's interested in me, and I'm not interested in him. And one of my tenants just called me and said he came over to her house looking for me. So he's looked her up online, seen all the properties that she owns, and is now tracking her down to her personal residence to pay her a visit. Now, isn't that interesting? I I would have never, as a man, certainly a man that uh, is not stalked by women, I would have never thought that would be a benefit of, of using a land trust is personal uh, protection against a stalker. But she, all of a sudden, the light bulb went off in her head and she was a believer. As soon as she got that one phone call, she understood the reason why you use a trust.
0: Randy, are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: Go, shoot, Joe, shoot.
0: A quick word from our best ever sponsor. Best ever listeners, if you wanna grow your business, you need an audio product. Contact 24Sound at 24Sound.com for a free consultation. And remember, you'll get 20% off your first product just by mentioning best ever. Best ever book you've read. Lawyers or liars? And best ever listeners, you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it.
1: I guess it probably would relate to my mentor, who's now dead, but I had a mentor uh, who was uh, unbelievably generous to me with his time. Uh, and he, he trained me and taught me a lot and and never asked for anything in return. And I, I learned a lot from that. And I'm trying to be more giving of my time, uh, to people at this point in my life.
0: Best ever success habit you practice using a
1: land trust.
0: Best ever deal you've done.
1: Uh, well, there've been many along the way, but the the one that strikes me, the funniest is, uh, my wife and I were going to buy a personal residence and there was a multiple offer situation. We ended up buying the property or entering into a contract to buy the property. And the day after one of the other buyers who lost out called me and he said, Randy, how much do you want for the property? And I said, well, I don't want to sell it. We're going to move into it. My wife and I, and he said, no, you don't understand, Randy. My girlfriend wants that house. How much do you want? So I went home and talked to my wife and I said, well, what do you want to do? And she's, she said, well, you know, if they'll pay us enough, we'll give them, we'll assign the contract to them. And I said, well, why don't we ask for $5,000? And she said, why don't we ask for 35,000? And I said, okay. So I asked for 35,000 and he paid it. So we owned a contract to buy for one day and he wrote us a check and stepped in our position for $35,000. So that was a lot of fun. Best ever quote. Own nothing, control everything. What's the
0: biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
1: Buying commercial property, I've, I've not been able to uh, to do well with commercial property, and that's why I've defaulted to concentrate on residential property.
0: And lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you?
1: Um, my website, I, I would say. Can I can I state that? Absolutely. Okay. Well, my website is Land Trusts with an S. Made simple com, or you can send me an email. It's randy at dot net.
0: Well, thank you so much, Randy, for being on the show. And real quick, best ever listeners, um, you can go to besteversurvey.com dot com and fill out the survey. And I'm doing a drawing in the month of December uh, for uh, seven winners to receive Brandon Turner's ebook. It's called Investing in Real Estate with no and low money down. Um, So thank you so much, Randy, for being on the show. Thank you, Joe. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, take care. Thanks again.